Space, the final frontier. This is the podcast of State of the Federation. Its ongoing mission. To preview strange new ships. To seek out new builds and new combinations. To boldly go where no fleet has gone before. Episode of State of the Federation. My name is Tucker, and with me today are my co-hosts Robert and Joseph. How you guys doing? I am doing well. I am drinking on a genuine Hanks Gourmet Root Beer. I feel that awful Federation taste in my mouth. No, no, hang on. What is that? I okay. So this is actually probably I don't I don't think this, this is like trivia that literally nobody knows. I love root beer. It is one of my favorite drinks. So if you know a really good gourmet root beer, I want to know about it. Uh, genuine Hank's Gourmet Root Beer with, that uses the Philadelphia recipe. Mm, fascinating. Does it have a really strong vanilla taste to it? Uh, it's not super carbonated. Let me see. Let me see. Mm. It is a little sweeter and less carbony. It also comes in at 180 calories per bottle. That's about right for soda, I think. No, this also has 44 grams of sugar. That's, Robert, that's about right for soda. I thought, I thought like Cokes and everything are like 30. How, 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 it's, it's what, it's 12 ounces in a bottle? Uh, yeah, this one. Coke is, I think, 39 for 12 ounces. Wow. Well, I bought these for a friend and these were just sort of hanging out of my house, so. Mm. I figured it'd be appropriate to drink a root beer during the show. Just like the Federation. Like the Federation. Joseph, how you doing? Staying warm? Uh, I'm great. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm cold because of the weather, but I'm warm because the Blue Jays traded for Solarte from San Diego. So obviously, it was pretty tough times in the Yankees head office, I'm sure. Uh, a lot of hard talk and, uh, you know, some real morale problems over there i imagine now that our intrepid gm has pulled off this you know signature okay i'm sorry i I absolutely had to look who this guy was up yeah exactly (laughs) but that but see he's a secret weapon you just don't expect him okay so wait hang on how do you even say this name jan jervis solarte yeah well i actually don't know solarte is how you say his last name Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, 255 with 18 home runs and 64 RBIs. Career he's, 267. That is a man that changes the team. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a rather significant upgrade on our previous utility infielder. That's horrifying. So, That's Brian, horrifying. <laughs> Brian Cashman went and got Stanton, and our genius uh, president went and got uh, this guy. So now, check in, check and mate. Now, <clears throat> as far as I know, the Red Sox haven't done anything except re-sign uh, Mitch Moreland, which is, well, anyway, we, we've gotten into that before. Uh, 
But now for what you're actually here for, Star Trek Attack Wings. So today... Pitchers catchers, one month away. Oh, God, I know. It can't come soon enough. Um, this is this is not going to be a pleasant year for any of us. It might be for the Sox. No. I, lo- I love that you... I love and hate that you believe that, like every Red Sox fan, but it's not going to be. Don't blame us if we ever doubt ya. You know we couldn't live without ya, Red Sox. You are the, the only, to... only, only. So back to more important thing, Tucker. Hanks does have a good vanilla aftertaste. Ooh, excellent. It's got marked for good root beer. Anyway, so let's get to the Star Trek attack wing. We got three things to talk about, but one of them is going to take two minutes, so we're going to start with that. And Tucker needs to slow his talking down. Pretty much like that. Still, it's still going to take two minutes. <laughs> that actually is true. Uh, resource rumble strategy. Here is our official recommended strategy. Step one. Wait, wait, we need we need a backup. You, you did a terrible job introducing this. So. The first thing we're going to do tonight is talk about something that we have not talked about in a long time, and that is strategies for OPs. And the most recent OP that we have, most stores have already played, is Resource Rumble. Now can I go? Yeah, now go for it. Okay, step one, run senior staff. Step two, run no other resources. Step three, equip no elite talents to any crew whatsoever. Step four, Proceed to use a full 130 points to build a fleet. Step five, straight up murder your opponent. Profit. So step three is not viable because senior staff is not technically in place, so you can't actually have talent on your crew. No, it just means you have to take that step. It doesn't mean that step's not viable. It means that step's mandatory. No, because without senior staff he, he, he said in your not build... To, he said not to take any. Right, but you can't. So it's not even that if you had the option you could take them, you just can't take it. Okay. All right. I'm not even going to bother quibbling over this point. The point is, uh, as usual, the best strategy, as in the majority of OPs, is completely ignore the scenario and attempt to murder your opponent. I disagree. In this one, you take cloaked minds to place around the objective. So if your opponent wanted to actually go after the objective to get resources, they would be stuck in your cloaked minds. Robert, I don't feel like Take Cloaked Minds is a huge leap from Play This like every other OP. Uh, I think it is. I, well, I think it is where you strategically place the Cloaked Minds. In which OP where you are allowed to run Cloaked Minds are Cloaked Minds bad? It's not bad. It's just you have to... The placement of Cloaked Minds depends on the OP. So that's how your strategy changes per game, is where you place your cloak All right, I still can't believe we're spending time on this. And most stores have already played it. Yes. Yeah, we're just we're completing our stated objective of bringing competitive play to this podcast, and that OP is competitive play. Yeah, and next time we are going to do Trap Travesty. Um, but there was enough to discuss today that we wanted to leave a more in-depth discussion for an OP that actually has some strategic depth uh, to next time. So today, our main topic... Oh, and uh, Resource Rumble. What a coincidence. Resource Rumble is being played in Fremont on this Saturday. Fremont, California. Yes, that is true. 
Anyway, uh, our main topics for today are the two uh, new released faction packs. They have been seen uh, in the wild as of the recording today. So by the time this releases on Monday at midnight, Monday, Tuesday at midnight, Mo no, Mon Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I know my own release schedules, I swear. Well, when you listen to this on Monday, uh, they'll, have be, they'll have been in the stores for probably about a week, uh, probably be able to get a hold of them. Uh, so we've got two new card packs here. We've got... Oh, who do we have to thank for these images? It's Eric... Eric Lawrence. Eric Lawrence uh, very kindly uploaded very neat and organized images of the entire pack, uh, which we're going to be using here for this video. So thank you for uploading those, Eric. Um, and uh, so... the two Can we call this the Gosses Marauder pack as opposed to the wave two Ferengi card pack because that's that's really cumbersome like can we can we refer to or no because I guess we also would have the Queen's vessel the Queen vessel whatever number you want Tucker I think we will understand whatever the point is we have a Ferengi pack and we have a Borg pack and they're both from card pack wave two one's Gosses Marauder the other's Borg Queen we're going to look at Gosses Marauder first starting with the ship itself Gosses Marauder we have here a uh, 3143. Uh, by the way, we have discussed many of these cards already, but we're going to go over them again now that we have the full context of the pack. Uh, for example, when we talked about Learn, we had no idea what Gold Press Latinum tokens do, uh, and now we do. So there's that. Uh, anyway, uh, Goss's Marauder is a 3143 uh, Decora class Ferengi vessel. Unique. Uh, shows tech weapon crew crew on the upgrade bar. Action bar is evade target lock scan. Ability is activation phase. After the ship executes a green maneuver, place two time tokens on this card. Remove a disabled token from one upgrade equipped to the ship or equip a Ferengi upgrade that was discarded from the ship to the ship for the low, low cost of uh, 20 points. Uh, so since I know that Robert is obviously going to start talking about EM Pulse or Ferengi missiles or uh, Ferengi missile launchers. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and let him start doing that. Oh, I was going to pass this over to Joseph because I was not going to talk about either of those things. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, if, you're, if you're not going to talk about either of those things on a, on a Ferengi ship with action economy, I really want to hear what you have to say. Uh, well, the, so the problem with those two cards on this ship is that it only has a 90 arc and no reverse arc. And I would prefer to put those cards on ships where I have more utility. So this is not the ship that I would want to run it on. Uh, because when I want to run EM Pulse, I want to make sure my ship is also attacking at either a 360 or at least a reverse arc 90 degree. And the Marauders do not have that. Is that correct? I'm correct in believing the Marauders do not have a reverse arc. Uh, they do not. They Just do not, the yeah. And so, um, EM Pulse doesn't really work on Marauders, which is ironic, I suppose. Uh, I like this ability. I think the ship lacking battle stations is a huge cost. Uh, it forces you almost to run co-pilot or a Ferengi, for the per a Ferengi captain for the purposes of getting a battle station. And actually, in the Borg pack, there's a captain that makes me much more excited for EM Pulse uh, combinations. Okay, well, what do you like this about with 
thing. Yes, words. <laughs> um, I I think Joseph has been much higher on the decor classes than I have. I just have not been overwhelmed by them in general. So this is just this is not a class of ship that I found myself running. I uh, so it can re I EM pulse. You're right. It is really ideal on something that can attack out of arc so that you're not losing your attack. Um, what's interesting because you can you can re-equip any Frangi upgrade, right? It's not a tech upgrade. So the Frangi actually have some pretty great um, upgrades that, for whatever reason, don't don't see a lot of play. I guess maybe cross factioning puts them up one point too many or whatever it is. But um, there are some there are some cool crew options that that it would be nice to come back. Nog, uh, which I I am anticipating is a surprising suggestion to the two of you. No, I, actually, I love Nog. I, yeah, I actually think he's a pretty powerful crew. And I never and I never see him. Uh, he, he you can discard him to uh, to have an attacking ship roll minus two attack dice. Uh, you can put Rom on uh, and and uh, oh no that's the that's the wrong ROM. So Nog, Nog is the big option. And then I don't know, maybe maybe Omag or something like that. So there's some crew there's some crew stuff you could do. Um, I so I think the reason Nog is not played is because Julian Bashir costs one less point. True, and so I guess this is a reason to play him because you can recycle him, right? I yeah. mean, am, I guess I'm just gonna say the obvious one. Uh, you can you this is an every other turn conditional surrender. As long as you can also recur the crew. Come on. Like, that's even an issue. It, right, but you're spending points to make that happen. And then they're defending Goss's Marauder, right? You so can, it's not only... You can do that with Wayun and Goval. Right, who's going to attack Goss Marauders? It has a three attack. You're, you're going to have more points on a different ship that is going to invite it to be attacked. One attack cancel per turn for a whole game. Yeah, you're, I don't think you want to spend 50 points on that. Well, it's not but, it, It's not per turn, right? That's the other problem with this card is it's every other turn. Well, but run two conditional surrenders then. No, it's you can only use the ability every other turn. It uh, You put two oh, time right. tokens. Oh, puts, right, puts it, puts it on the ship. That's yeah. right. Yeah, womp, yeah. I mean, womp. you could do Smuggler, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's true too. I, I, there are sleeper Frangi upgrades. I mean, that's the interesting thing. Yeah, I think for me though, it is difficult to make a Marauder or Decor class, I should say, a effective combat vessel. And I think twenty points is too expensive in this era for a support ship. Well, well you can make specific, unique Decor is very combat playable. Like I was talking about the Creighton a couple episodes ago. But not this one. I don't think. I don't think this one is. I don't think this one is there. And well, what is it? Oh, go ahead, Joseph. It's an interesting ability, but it is a support ability. That's that's for sure. Yeah. And w uh, how many points are we losing off of Decora's four points? Mm-hmm. No. Just two. Just two points. Uh, we're Three. losing four points. 
the creature is 24. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's two points. I'm sorry, I can't do math. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so we're not even getting that huge of a discount. So if there's original Marauders like the creature, I think that becomes a little bit more playable with the other Ferengi cards that we get. Well, speaking of other Ferengi cards, uh, let's start looking at them. Uh, we've got the generic Decora, 3142, same uh, action bar, tech weapon crew for 16, uh, which probably looked good when we first looked at it, but now that we know a Vorcha is 22, n not so much. It's, no it's nice that they're making all these generics have attack weapon crew it seems or that mm -hmm. seems to be the general trend mm -hmm. uh but i agree that's pretty that's pretty tough and then uh, what are the what are just uh even the um the dominion attack bugs the generics are what 13 one, and they have one fewer hull and one more agility is that the difference yes. yeah it's a three two three two and they also have battle stations on their bar which yeah these don't now the reason these have to be more i would suspect is because that four hull means that they can carry fighters right so. so so that is interesting in that right now they are the cheapest ship in the game that can carry fighters but i don't expect that to stay the case for very long and i think we've talked about it a little bit offline but i think what was it two vorches two fighters or three vorches two fighters I think is, three and two is what we were discussing. Yeah. So there's, I again, with the Decoras, the 90-degree arc and that base three attack just makes them incredibly hard to justify, no yep. matter their ability or their cost. It's another good argument against fighters because this poor ship shouldn't get penalized for those stupid fighters. Or, or well, and, and shuttles in that sense, though that's a little bit more of a discussion, I think. Um, all right, so let's let's move on to some of the captain cards. Uh, oh, sorry, one other thing, just not to, because we've been talking so negatively about the Korra, and we'll talk about it in more detail later, the Solox Marauder is one I think we will see get played. Oh, yeah, that's that thing's sweet. Uh, and that... That's out of the that's out of the faction pack. That's out of the faction pack. Yes, that is a card I absolutely remember off the top of my head. <laughs> if you perform if you perform a three maneuver, perform an additional green or white maneuver. Oh yeah, that one. That one that one rock soars my box soars. Yep. That card will see play. The absolutely that marauder will see play. Man, I haven't but said that in ten years. Is, well, welcome back. You uh, so sad. Ten years ago is only two thousand and seven. 15, 15 Time. years. Time, Time continues to forward. Yeah. So, uh, so Marauders, to be successful, need amazing abilities, but we are going to probably see some uh, coming well, that, out. That is the, an amazing ability. Yeah, that, so, exactly. So really, these other cards, we're really thinking of playing on that more so than... Or, or, or so the... I, 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 don't, I don't know that I wouldn't pay 22 points for the Creighton still. I mean, yeah, yeah, true. I, I what does the Creighton do again? Uh, disables a shield to reroll all its blank results and plus one attack die. 
But, but it's an action, right? Yeah, but it gets you it gets you to five attack dice and uh, re-rolls, so if you have Picard, it's full quality. If you take type eight. Yeah. yeah. Is it one of your activated shields game plus? Yeah, there's better ways to get there. Uh, we had this exact same discussion the last time we looked at Goss's Marauder. Let's move on. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Goss, it's Daemon Goss. Uh, uh, before... I know. Sorry, I'm, 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 I'm going to read the first ability, and then I'm going to take us right there. I know exactly where you're going with that. Uh, he, he is a 3.5 skill uh, Ferengi captain unique with an elite talent. Uh, he says, set up, place uh, three gold-pressed latinum tokens on this card. What's a gold-pressed latinum token? Well, and here I actually am going to bring up the image because I totally forgot to do that. So while he's doing that, Joseph no, I just, was I literally, I, I already, I, I already uh, brought it up. I just forgot I'm still to. Gonna, I'm still going to ask the question. Joseph, was that your point? I was a fool. Yeah, I was a fool to doubt him. I, I was going to suggest we read this out before we get into the captain. <laughs> you think I don't plan for these things? <laughs> I absolutely don't plan for these things, or I would have had this image prepared ahead of time. Anyway, the point is, uh, gold latinum tokens, GPLT. Uh, which are probably never going to be called that and going to be called Latinum by everybody. Work like this. Uh, once per game around per ship, a captain may spend their Latinum to activate one of the following abilities. There are three. During the planning phase, you can spend one to remove an APT. During the activation phase, once per game, you can spend any number of Latinum to equip a crew tech or weapon upgrade with a cost equal to the amount of latinum spent that was discarded from this ship to this ship and boy howdy are we lucky that they didn't put elite talents on there uh or during the combat phase you can spend uh one latinum to place a battle stations evade or scan token beside the ship this is the quality the ferengi have long sought yeah and you know what card they recur Temporal conduit. So you can get three lures onto one ship. No, you you can't. Temporal conduit but, doesn't work on lure. Uh, yes, it does. No, if it you doesn't. have Hyton. No, it doesn't. We're not having this argument. It takes a little. Uh, does it take a little more work to do it through temporal conduit? It, three times. What? If you recur temporal conduit. Yeah, the only problem is you've wasted benefactors, so you're you're going to have three time tokens on it. Yeah, so that's a that's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, and I how much temporal conduit is four or five, right? Five. Yeah, so it's actually inefficient. And if you, but unless you recur, ben, oh, benefactor has to be on the same ship, right? Yeah, and right. you can only recur one thing with GPLT per game. Oh, I said. And benefactor that. is a talent, so benefactor can't be recurred. Right. In there, yeah. Although I guess you could recur benefactor with temporal con no you can't no it doesn't work yeah no it's upside down as well so it also costs four so you're right Tucker it does work your instincts were correct Tucker it works what <laughs> keep going take us take us take us through the GPL T's GPL T's Okay, everybody ignore that entire conversation because it was ruled that it doesn't work and it shouldn't work and let's not talk about it because I don't want to get into that that topic. It does not and that topic makes me very angry. The last ability 
The well, last... whoa, 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 whoa. If you play it, they will come. If you play it, you literally ruin the game, Robert. Well, I think that's probably true. So, probably a good reason not to sweep yeah. it under the rug. But anyway, let's continue. Yeah, we should... We should do a more thorough, you know, I've, I've been trying to refrain from talking about that, but I've actually thinking about it now, you guys are right. We should, maybe we'll do that next episode or we'll do a special talk on that or something, but we should, you're, you're right. We should talk about that. Anyway, uh, going back to that, <laughs> the last ability, I, I thought I already said this. The last ability is spend a Latinum, place uh, battle stations evade or scan. Uh, so this is the quality the Ferengi have long sought. I totally said that already. Yes, you did. Yeah. So, and and I, let, let's just talk about this first, because I think these abilities, independent of all the other cards, is important to discuss. Um, and I think Joseph is a fountain of opinions on GPL. Well, I think they're great. I think that if they you had any one of these abilities, uh, they would be interesting. Mm -hmm. All three of these abilities are good. Yes. I mean... The planning phase. Now you can only do one of them per round, per ship, right? So you can't, you can't do three. You can't do one of each in each in each phase, right? Well, you can but, if you, you can if they're doing different ships. Or if you have uh, fleet captain. No, it says no? once per round per ship, not once per round okay. per captain. Got it. So, uh, so removing an ox in the planning phase is. Uh, it doesn't really. It doesn't quite let you do red maneuvers with impunity because you're losing your actions, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it's. I don't know. It's really. It's really nice insurance, um, and it, you are going to be able to set up interesting moves uh, that have been sort of previously unseen. In that you can, you could back up twice in a row, right? I guess not unseen because you could use power grid or whatever. Um, Obviously, the activation phase uh, ability is, you know, that that's the one that has potential, uh, as we just sort of talked about, to do some game-breaking stuff. I mean, that it just it just speaks for itself. Uh, and then probably most relevant to the 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 meat and potatoes is uh, the combat phase, which is what most um, people and builds I think we'll use it for because it basically is giving you a free a better than a free action battle station well uh, I mean in, in the sense that almost every single person ever has ever used it this is almost literally co-pilot yeah yeah it's a few it depends on the number of tokens you have uh, and I think I get it's very fitting but the gold press platinum makes it um, good for Ferengi captains to pilot non-Ferengi ships. Yes. Which is, which is neat. Yeah. And thematic. And there's no way as of right now to get these Latinum tokens on a non-Ferengi captain other than, of course, lore. <sighs> totally uh, stole my thunder. Let's see. Uh, rule of acquisition, right? We're getting there. But that's it's, not. But oh, oh, that's restricted to that's restricted to um, Frankie Captain, right? Yeah. So it's a nice it's a nice push to every Frankie Captain is essentially a free action captain now. 
Isn't there isn't there a crew? Yeah, there's a crew. Place one gold press platinum token on the captain equipped to this ship. It's Frankie Captain only too. Oh, that's really strange. I've never seen a crew with a Frankie Captain only on it. Yeah, it's an it's interesting design space. And hey, let's maybe talk about all of these cards we're looking at. So I'm going to take us back to the. Uh... Yeah, Damon Damon Goss. Oops. Okay. Yeah. So going back to Damon Goss. All right. So now we know what gold press platinum tokens do. Uh, five, five skill, three point, elite talent. Uh, he starts with three of these. So three is the number of the times that Damon Goss can use the action. Or, unless he rules of acquisitions are read. Shut up. Anyway, uh, he's got range one to two and his ability says, uh, planning phase, target an obstacle, spend three gold press latinum tokens and place two time tokens on this card. Continuous effect. While this ship is within range of the target obstacle, the ship rolls plus three defense dice. Okay, couple of questions I have about this card. Number one, does the continuous effect stay for the rest of the game even if you move away from the obstacle? Number two, do mines count as obstacles for this ability? Taking those in reverse order, yes, mines are obstacles, according to the rulebook, so it would count. And two, yes, it's a continuous effect. So once you have targeted that uh, objective, then you retain the ability for the remainder of the game because it's a continuous effect. And the unanswered, uh, the question to the answer to the unasked question is: This will show up in nationals because you are going to have six obstacles on the board to start the game, and this on a cloak ship is un near unkillable well the 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 defense dice bonus will last until the time tokens are done correct yeah oh so, i so, see so two rounds okay un unless you can and and are there ways to add time tokens yeah there actually is oh Wait, Daniels. no, how? Daniels. Oh. Daniels. Daniels. Daniels works on friendly upgrades? Oh, no, it's opposing chip. So it's two rounds. Unless you have rules of acquisition, and then you can... Do it a whole bunch, yeah. Do it, do it three times. Or, uh, or if you have... Uh, the other guy, and you're on Goss's Marauder, though, don't run this on Goss's Marauder, that's stupid. But if you have, if you have the other guy uh, in this pack, Cole, who puts on Gold Persiladinum, and you have Recursion for Cole, I don't know, Goval and Lenalis or something, you could do it another time, but I don't think that's really necessary. Yeah, but yeah. him on a Scimitar gives that Scimitar nine evade dice for two rounds. Which is gross. Or goss. But yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I'm not as sold because I can ignore that ship if you don't activate it. Or if you do activate it. And then two rounds later, you know, it will be. What if the other ship is the unkillable Sutherland, though? Well, that's true. I guess. I mean, I guess I'm still just waiting at the clock, right? So, um, it is nice. Three plus three, obviously, is the maximum you can get. So, it is nice to put all that together on one 
just one card, right? You don't have yeah. to take Sulu and Riker and an action. Uh, the the I, I guess I I wouldn't play it on a scimitar. I might play it on right. I, yeah, I think just uses it, but yeah. um, just any cloak ship or even something like the Sutherland, because when you're throwing that many evade dice, your captain skill isn't as important. No, I, I agree. Right. And he, if you take rules of acquisition, he can be helping you with your quality too. Let's not forget, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you can only... Oh, yeah, because you could spend his ability right. and then spend one to get a battle station. Well. Right, and that's that's a very important thing to remember for all the Ferengi comp, uh, captains going forward who can use Gold Press Latinum is they can use their Latinum abilities in addition to the... Uh, which, which you might call rulebook Latinum abilities. So that's actually pretty nice. Very nice. Now, keep keep in mind, though, you do have to set it up a turn ahead of time because you can't... Oh, I guess you could do both in the same round, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because these are just the three abilities. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's not a bad opening. Maybe maybe he isn't that bad on the scimitar, right? Plus three of, plus three of eight uh, die, dice and a battle station. Mm -hmm. There are worse things. Yep. Right. You know? And keep in mind, you can use the Latinum ability and the co-pilot ability to give the same ship two battle stations tokens. That's also true. Yeah. So that could mean that your scimitar, our hypothetical scimitar here, has and you haven't even and you haven't even taken your action yet. Right. Has 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 nine uh, has nine defense dice and then either three evade actions or two battle stations and an evade as you like. The one difficulty that will have to be worked out, I think, is um, no range one to two. That's plenty. Of, that's plenty. Of, nah, I, you know what? I, I, you've, you, you've turned me around on them. I like them a lot. Yeah, and the other thing that's interesting is that you place the time tokens on the obstacle, not on him, so you can execute his ability mm, in consecutive no. turns. No, you place the time tokens on him. No, it says uh, planning phase, blah blah blah, and. Oh, on this card, got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so moving along to the next guy in the lineup that we've actually seen before is Lurin. So we talked about Lurin before. He's still a 5.7 skill Ferengi unique captain with an elite talent. Uh, we now know what gold press Latinum tokens do. Uh, they give us quality, let us redeploy things, let us take off ABTs. Uh, and his abilities, just as a reminder, are no faction penalty for him or Ferengi upgrades. And uh, Ferengi upgrades cost minus one SP. Uh, I will also point out, I don't think I pointed out last time, I love the no faction penalty ability because the Picard, or the, uh, the uh, picture shows him, I believe, in Picard's ready room, uh, which is pretty great, that in my is, opinion. That is, that is quite appropriate. Yeah, and very thematic for, again, very thematic for the Ferengi. Right. So, um, though hilariously, his ship is not in this pack; it is in a different pack. So, if you want to run Lurin on Lurin's Bird of Prey, you're going to have to get the in, uh, the independent faction pack as well. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So, so uh, Robert, have we changed our thoughts on this guy at all? We were pretty high on him initially. I think one of Joseph's comments is five is a pretty significant cost for a seven skilled captain. But uh, I think he combos well. Oh, we can't put him on shuttles. Uh, I think he combos well to get Quark onto ships. 
um, and Ferengi missile launcher on the ships and EM pulse on the ships. Um, all my favorite combos. I guess two is probably the low end for GPLT that we'll see on a captain. So uh, I don't think we're actually going to see a lot of play from him. Yeah, I think I think uh, sort of his ideal scenario uh, scenario would be uh, to essentially pay for himself and the cost reductions he gives um, to other to other crew, and then uh, you get uh, captain skill seven and two battle stations for free, which is that's a you know that's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good upside, but that's pretty specific, right? I mean. Mm-hmm. It's not as it's not as bad as it's not as difficult to do. Five is a lot, but it's not as difficult to do as maybe it seems because it's taking the uh, cross faction penalty away from from Quark and then making a minus one. So that's two point two of the five points right there potentially, right? Right. But so you feel that the two GPLT are low, correct? Well, it depends on what kind of ship he's going on. Because if you're not expecting the ship to survive, you know, two rounds to, to the third round of combat, then two is, I mean, two is low, but that could be all you need, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you only need two battle stations to make your two attacks before you die because it's a support ship, then, um, uh, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think that's enough. And, and the question is also, can this be further augmented with Copilot in the sense that um, can, can, uh, can the, can, oh, I lost my train of thought. In other words, like if you have Copilot uh, and you have this guy spending two, you know, maybe you, don't, you can save those Copilot tokens for later in the, uh, in the match because I don't think this is something anybody has really talked about extensively, but who runs out of co-pilot tokens first actually is an important factor in deciding a lot of games. True. Very true. So he's not, he's not bad. Um, I don't think he's going to make the cut in a lot of fleets uh, because, as, as Robert and Joseph has said, he's nothing really special, so to speak, but he's not bad. He's got utility. I don't think you're hamstringing yourself by bringing him. All right, so the next card on our list is a very interesting one to me personally, uh, which is the Rules of Acquisition. And boy, is that a great picture of him. Uh, Backlit brilliantly. Actually, it's got... I'm looking at it now. It's almost got sort of a shopping network look to it. Like you can sort of imagine looking <laughs> at the bottom. Do. Buy now, only nineteen ninety-five plus shipping and handling. Three installments, Tucker. It's three installments of nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> only if you call within the next fifteen minutes. <laughs> anyway, um, that's that's a great deal. That is a great deal, and this card is actually a great deal too. Um, nineteen ninety-five is worth its tax just for this card alone. The, the the packs are only nine ninety five. Oh my God! Go buy now <laughs> for a limited time. <laughs> not not nineteen ninety five. Now just nine ninety. Okay, we have to stop. We'll do this for the next two hours. Um, rules of acquisition: five point Ferengi once per ship talent can only be equipped to Ferengi captains. And it simply says: set up, place six Latinum on the captain equipped to this ship. 
Uh, so obviously the thing that everybody immediately springs to when we see talents with race restrictions is Lore, who sadly I think is probably the best captain to put this on. What do you think, Joseph? Well, so generally this is now the engine of the Frankie, I think. Um, and Lore. And Lore, is he the best? Well, so who do we have so far? These these two and the old, the old captains. Yeah, and I just I just looked through, and boy, it's a. Uh, you you want to know what's uh, sad? You want to know what's sad? The one really good Ferengi captain ability, the one that I really really like, which is Tar, which is at the start of the combat phase, if your ship is not in the forward firing arc of an enemy ship and you do not have a battle stations token beside your ship, you may place a battle stations token beside your ship, right? Yeah. Aside from Brunt, is the only Ferengi captain in the game that does not have an elite talent slot. <laughs> True, and even, but there... even, even Brunt can take Grand Nagus. There are ways of getting talent slots. But actually, we have this discussion... Uh, and, and I suppose this is a high-level strategic consideration. If we add a slot through other means, is the requirement of this being Frankie captain only met? And I think it is because it says the well, ship has to be captained by a Frankie, right? Yes, I would agree. You can put it on a ship with an admiral and a Frankie captain, yes. And the interesting thing is if you attach this to somebody like Garrick, for example and then you discard Garrick for Conditional Surrender, your captain will keep the Gold Press Latinum because they were placed there to begin the game. So this card is actually expendable um, after true. the startup, after the start of the game. So I'm not saying you should run this on Scout 608 with Lore, which also gives you a slot, Joseph. And gives you, and you're taking Vulcan High Command, so now you have two elite talents that you can discard for extra movement. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Uh, what about Zach? Uh, Zach is a... Uh, well, he's an admiral, so you could put Zach as the admiral. No, if, and, and flip side, yeah, he's a one-point captain with an elite talent. That would and work. There's there's a little bit of synergy, right? Because his ability to disable uh, an upgrade, you have to disable one of your own upgrades, which can be this now. Ah, ha, ha, ha. I see what you That's, did there. That's how you win nationals a couple times, folks. That's exactly how. Because that can go on a shuttle. No, it cannot, because rules of acquisition cost five. Ah! That's the that's the shame of it all. That's the rub. But I do I I think Garak Tar and Rules of Acquisition is just too expensive. Even senior staff, like running senior staff in rules of acquisition. I don't Maybe then. I mean, you're sacrificing captain's chair or co-pilot. I, I think Garrick is too expensive, but there are plenty of cheap admirals or whatever to get. To get. Yeah, but then you're giving up your admiral slot. That's the only concern I have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's a price. But, you know, I, I think there are there are some fairly cheap ways, right? Garrick's, Garrick's not the only way. Now. Is Garrick the only crew that has an elite town slot? Riker uh, does There's as well. a Riker. But that's it. Which, which Riker is it? Um, Bad Riker. Pardon me? <laughs> Bad Riker. Pog Riker. Oh, it's Pog Riker? Yeah. yeah. 
I wish it was an enterprise EO faker. Oh, that'd be I, yeah, so that's that's I mean I was just I was just about to look at what Captain Quark did, but I just realized that it doesn't matter. So. It's, <laughs> no, it it's also um, terrible. Quark Quark has synergy with this in that it's the same sort of thing as Grand Nagus Zek, because he says, you know, uh, discard all of your upgrades to stop a ship from attacking this ship. And this is an upgrade, you see. That's some good synergy. No, it's not. Quark, Captain Quark is terrible. I don't know. I think I think you're selling me out on Tucker. Discard all of your upgrades. It if this is the only upgrade, if this is the only upgrade you have. But why would you do that? Because you're uh, running a Marauder and you want to prove a point. If Ca if Captain Quark's text was literally, if you have six gold press latinum tokens on this card, you win the game. I would still be. I think there'd still be an argument that you should play. <laughs> yeah, that argument's Jennifer Sisko, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know. Or, or maybe not Jennifer, just something else, Blood Oath. I don't know. The point is... Yeah, uh, and, and Captain Quark says you must discard at least one upgrade to use this action. There you go. Oh, my God, stop. Seven points for an attack cancel? That's amazing. It's and not can't... even an attack cancel. It's just one of those ones that says that ship can't attack this ship. Pretty attack cancel -y. Even better. But... This is a competitive podcast. You know what? Which is interesting, actually. You. This is one of the rare situations where you can attack the ship that cannot attack you. Yeah, but it can just attack something else. Not if they've killed all your other ships. <laughs> That's how Quark survives. <laughs> this is a terrible plan in every possible respect. Just so our listeners are clear. Yes. Zach, Zach and Tar, I think, are the, are the options. Man, that's a lot of points. That's five, that's ten points. You're spending losing an Admiral SWAT just to get six gold press latinum. No, either or. Run it with Zach or run it, or run it with Tar. Tar doesn't oh, you have can't run it with Tar. Well, if, you, oh, well. if there, there are ways. Like you said, senior staff. I mean, what if you're senior staffing for something else? Because that, has, that, does, that happens all the time. Whatever. Wow. Or or lore. What's 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 newer, senior staff or co-pilot? Um, I believe co-pilot is newer than senior staff. Yes. Senior staff. Because I think, think co-pilot came with the seventeen sixty four. We're off that list now, aren't we? Like we don't we don't have an actual list anymore. That's that's current, do we? Yeah, uh, Board Game Geeks has the list of when all of the all of them were released. Okay. But no, uh, but I yeah. mean, like, we don't have an official list from WizKids of when things are going to... Like, we can extrapolate, but we don't. So, okay. yeah, we, we, we should hope we should get that once Worf kicks back up. Anyway, uh, moving right along, we've got uh, Dr. Rega. Uh, he's a three-point unique Ferengi crew that says, Action, discard this card. Remove a disabled token from a tech upgrade, equip to the ship, and repair one damage to your ship's shields. Now, let me be absolutely clear about something effectively what this card said says is free action discard this card repair one damage to this ship's shields i still wouldn't run that at three points yeah i i can i can bend things but 
Yeah, to, to remove an action to remove a disabled token is nonsensical. Did Dr. Rega get murdered or did he lose? Did he lose a fist fight to Beverly Crusher? I think he both got I, I think he both got murdered and lost a fist fight to Beverly Crusher. I think both who, of those things happened. Who, she did that spin kick into that Frankie. Is that who Dr. Rega is? Uh no. I think that's somebody else. Let me let me see if I can figure it out. It's his episode. Yes, it is his episode. Because that's the only one where Beverly Crusher was anything approaching useful. Yeah, so co-pilot comes from Drive, by the way, senior staff is from yesterday's Enterprise. So the listing of um, of resources is co-pilot, then captain chair, then frontline retrofit among range probe. So senior staff is old. Oh yeah. yeah, this is the one where Beverly Crusher does like 10 million really illegal things and doesn't get court-martialed because reasons. Wow, that's so it's an episode. Because it's an episodic series, not serial. What? Um, but is is this the guy that she does she, not she does not spin kick him? No. Because I thought he faked his death and then he was the criminal. No, 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 no. It's uh, Joe Brill who fakes his death. Joe Brill. He's some alien. Okay. Well, that that was an important distinction because someone who lost in a kick fight to Beverly Crusher, you can't play for moral reasons. Right? So I guess he's I guess he's available, but he's not good enough. That's correct. Moving right um, along. In the old days, I no. may have considered a action in three points three parashield, maybe, but No, it's not even like it's once. I'm pretty sure hang on. No, that's what I mean. Because a shield was cost two points. So Maybe I can. All right. For three points, I can have Glendaro. Yeah. Not when you're running with Lauren. <laughs> Stop talking. All right. Here spending, we go. Spending four points to save one point, and I get my money from Greece. It's a perfect. It's a perfect <laughs> system. Anyway, moving on. We've got Cole. A uh, two-point Ferengi unique crew can only be equipped to a Ferengi captain. Uh, as Robert noted, I think this is the first time this has appeared on a non-elite talent, and I'm super stoked. I like that they're doing that. Um, end phase, range one to two. So if there are no opposing ships within range one to two, discard this card. Place one Latinum on the captain equipped to this ship. Okay, so hear me out, Tucker. Mm. You place him on the ship. You mm. get the gold press Latinum. Mm -hmm. Then you spend one point to bring him back because you're running Lurin and he only costs one point. Ergo, cost neutral. And then hopefully you're in range. And then hopefully in range. I, sure. I mean, he's not bad, right? Like, I could, I could see, you know, this is effectively what he says is, you know, he's a two point one-shot co-pilot, if nothing else. Wait, this, hang on, sorry. I'm actually looking at this card more carefully. Uh, if there's no opposing ship within range, oh, is there no opposing ship within range one to two? Yeah, so if he's equipped to Lurin, he would cost one, mm -hmm. and then it would always cost one point to bring him back. Yeah, right. What? Why would you do that? 
because he keeps paying for himself. You can only do the recursion once per game, Robert. I have to tell you this every single time we discuss this card. That's right. So there's no line between those two pieces of text. Does he give you the Latinum tokens? I, I think people are going to call them Latinum tokens, by the way. Mm. That's my push. Rival naming convention. Does he give you the Latinum token when he's discarded? Yes. Why would he not? So I actually kind of thought, well, I don't think this now, but I kind of thought he did it during the end phase. So he he's just no, one. No, 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 no. It's, oh. it's... oh, I like that. So you no, point no, him no, no, to the no. string in. And no, then no no, 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 no. This is not worded like Tellerite Bounty Hunter. We have a card that triggers when it itself gets discarded. This says during the end phase, if there's nothing in range, you can discard this card to get a Latinum token. Okay. So he's two points for one Latinum token. Yeah, which I think is fair. Man, I'd just spend it for the rules. Man, I'd spend the extra, I'd spend the extra three. Well, yeah, but I mean, you can do this and the rules if you want. Seven. You are a Frankie. That's just greedy. I mean, well, you know, we have Goss, right, who's spending three at a shot. Like, who knows what kind of uh, what kind of captain abilities? Well, you know, maybe there will be one that costs five or something absurd. We're, we're almost to the point of recurring a a. Um, oh, dang! It's not a text. That that's true. Or feedback. Oh, it is a text. Yeah, actually, yeah, you could you could recur, you could put Goss on Voyager, right, and then uh, take Rules of Acquisition and this guy and recur friggin' Transphasic Torpedoes. Well, you'd need, Transphasics cost 10, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's a good point. How many, how many Latinum tokens do you need? Well, how, how much does the upgrade you want to recur cost? Mm-hmm. Right. Two transphasics. Well, or you could just take two transphasics, though. Yeah, it costs. It actually costs the same, and that way it gets you five captain skill, I guess. Oh no, it doesn't cost the same because unique? of action penalties. It costs. Ah. Costs. Costs one more because captured. Seven. Well, we're only, we need to get. Oh, and he starts with three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, but this whole discussion is silly because that's ridiculous. Um, but Cole, I think I think he's playable enough. All right, uh, Eridor. Uh He is a three-point Ferengi unique crew. Uh, range one, action. Disable this card. Disable the captain equipped to this ship. And target a crew upgrade equipped to another sh uh, I get it now. And equipped to another ship. Uh, place a number of time tokens equal to the captain scale of the captain equipped to this ship, minus two, on the target crew upgrade. Okay. This is a terrible ganker, but is really, really interesting because since it's another ship and not an opposing ship, this is the only way I know of to reliably disable a captain on the first turn. Your own captain, if you want to disable your yeah. own captain. Disable the captain equipped to this ship. Right, right. Yeah, for three points, range one. Yeah, I guess you can trigger it with a captain skill of two or less and display zero time tokens. 
Right, because it's um, minus. Uh, well, cap with, okay. So what this matters for, okay, is even if you just do it with a generic captain, the point is you disable your captain, and now your captain is disabled for Pegasus Riker, or uh, sorry, Hood Riker. No, I was thinking more for using cards that um, you want to trigger before your opponent activates. Uh, well, a disabled captain has a skill of one, so you might as well just use a generic captain. I, I thought the skill of a disabled captain is like this weird point five. What? No. I thought, I thought a disabled captain activates after one skilled captain. Where in the world did you see that? I don't know. I thought that was something. I, I'm wrong. So it's disabled captains have a skill of one. You might be thinking of that critical that raise that drops it to zero. I'm 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 backing Robert on this. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go look in the rules. He's only backing me because he wants it to work that way. That is, no. Do, do not do I, not I, believe. I like the idea, and and where I I agree. Where on earth could you have come across that? Like. I've never seen I've never seen a decimal number in this game. No, it wasn't like a decimal number. Something weird, like this ship activates after other ships activate or something. Disa like disable is definitely Captain Skill One. Yeah, hang okay. on. I, all right. So is discard, I believe. Uh, right, because when you discard, you get a generic captain. So right. then that would. Be yeah, it, it's actually generic captains aren't actually a thing anymore. It just says you don't have to equip the captain, and if you don't, the skill is one. Which is. Fantastic. I liked the generic captains. It let me play with cool characters. Like, it lets me put Liviana on any ship that doesn't have a captain or core. And zero point captains don't pay. Okay. We are spending, we're spending way too much time on a card pack that's, that is mediocre at best. Okay, that's fine. Uh, missile launchers. Really? No, mediocre wait, at best? Let's, let's talk about this. Well, because there's two iterations of this card already in play. Mediocre? All right. Missile launchers, uh, weapon, uh, not unique. It is a uh, three-point Ferengi weapon, primary arc only. Uh, I, I got it right. I didn't say forward arc. Score. Um, two attack dice, range one to two. Attack, disable this card and target an opposing ship. Make this attack twice. The second attack may target a different ship. Any crits deal damage to the defending ship's hull. Uh, well, Robert, why don't you take it away? Yeah, they actually clarified the language to, identif to uh, identify you can't attack two different ships. You can. You can. It is able. Yes, you're you're able to. Right. Yeah. So in in the old card, it didn't actually specify that. So I like that additional language. It clarifies any potential confusion. Uh, I think. <laughs> that... What are you laughing about? I'm pretty sure that it did say that, and obviously Tucker is, and is furiously typing to. I'm looking to at it right that. now. Well, I have I, I, no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Tucker was just searching for an unknown. Oh, I heard him. Yeah, I heard him furiously pounding the keyboard too. I'm off base, I guess. Anyway, um, I think. Anyway, uh, I think this card's great. I, I've talked about a lot of other episodes. Um, that's that's what I have to say about this. Oh, apparently I have more to say about this because there's a message that says I need to talk about this card at nauseum. So let's talk about the ways you can use Missile Launcher. Uh, I think you need to use Missile Launcher in combination with something like uh, 
con from the original Reliant, which allows you to convert battle stations into crits, or use it with a good day to die because you're pairing this with suicide attack vessels to get two crits or three crits, uh, two crits or four crits onto the hull of a ship. So if you're attacking with missile launchers and dumping crits into a ship, you're killing ships with avoiding their shields. And that can be incredibly viable for uh, certain combinations. I, I think this is going to become a fairly mainstream weapon. You don't see it very often in the past, right? Or you didn't see it very often in the past. But now I, I, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things it's good for. What you just mentioned, uh, those are two good ways uh, to put, to put crits, crits through. It is a good combination with suicide bugs. But I think it's just good. I mean, it doesn't turn the crits into hits. You're still dumping. You're still dumping crits on their hull, which is potentially devastating, right? I mean, you just need one stunt helmsman to, to swing potentially the game, right? Well, that's I disagree with that because I don't think you build with this alone. Uh, I think that goes to the same issue of Blood Oath where you're relying too much on random odds to determine the outcome of a game rather than building around a specific combination. Uh, and I uh, think... No, I, go ahead. I think if you're using today is a good day to die that that your point holds more water but if you're using con you're putting you 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 can keep putting the damage through over multiple turns so bypassing the shields is great right yeah but how are you boosting up that to attack that's the other major hindrance in well this. there are many many ways but even even if you didn't boost up the attack it can that it that this is still dangerous against all one agility ships. I mean, it's still going to do good da uh, good work against the Hathaway over time. And the other thing is that you're we gen I generally believe that people focus fire when they're playing this game. So you identify one ship and you attack it with all of your attacks possible that turn. Right, so the exciting possibility is this gives you an option not to do that. No, because I think you're still you're still going to have to do that because this is probably not going to put through enough damage to actually kill a ship. Now, because it, kill, it can kill a Hathaway in one round. Potentially, but so could an all-powered right. attack from uh, the battle from battle cruiser, right? Because that's eight dice. And then that's also more effective against um, all ships where this just, like, you can't run this against a cloak ship at all. Well, I, that's true. It is, it is no good against cloaking unless you're comboing it with Nanclus or something like that. Right. And but, it's, it's pointless at that point because they don't have any shields to break through. Right. Yeah, that's very, that's very true. Um, but I don't, I don't. Well, okay, let me get to the second piece, because I, I, I think I can make the argument without it, but this makes it easier. Uh, you're probably going to have it on a ship th that's doing that, that's doing something extra, and that does something every time it makes an attack. So the exciting one for me is the Tomal, because you're making two attacks with this thing, that means you're disabling four shields on, your, on the opposing ship. Uh, you almost don't need to do damage. Because point. you're you're effectively doing four damage that turn. That's right. That's that that's exactly right. And if you have the Tomal as your highest 
point captain, so it attacks first, then it doesn't matter um, uh, if you kill it in one round or not, because you're always disabling those shields first before your other ships fire, and so you can focus fire on that ship that you want to. Yeah. So I, 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 I expect to see it. Uh, around quite a bit and you can you could pump you can pump those dice up to five or at least oh, four with, yeah. with quite cool. with quite easily all power so, is the first thing that comes to my mind wow. so, um I, well that's the easiest way to do it and then you could also get bohika and ducat to get conversions on those battle station on the blanks so you're always yeah. The damage yeah um, I, I know Tucker had to step away. We're breaking the fourth wall here, but t uh, Joseph, why don't you take us through the last card in this pack? Because I think we've said way more than we ever could about this card. Hey, I'm actually back. Uh, hey, welcome back, Tucker. Hey, so we're on Metaphysic Shields, right? Yes, yeah, so like Joseph was just about to read it. Do, do you well, want to read it? Why don't you read it, Tucker? Okay, I mean, we can't, we can't have a combo breaker, right? Can we, can we all read it? No, that would There's be There's three weird. parts. Each of us read one part. No, that what? Why are we? Okay, fine. Why not? It's fun. Uh, all right. So metaphysic shields. Once per ship. Ferengi tech. Increase the ship's shield value by one. Joseph. Discard this card when this ship has no active shields. Robert. When this ship overlaps an obstacle, this ship does not lose its action, but may only perform a non-free action listed on its action bar. Well, Robert read that with the most feeling. I, I think we have to. Yeah. I, I think that's the most feeling I've ever had for this card. That's correct. <laughs> Where, I mean, so this actually... True story. This, I think we can all agree there's not really much to say about this card, right? It's plus one shield, and you can take actions if you overlap stuff. Don't play it. You can cloak a weapon zero now. Ooh, play it. <laughs> oh, my God. How do you even think of these things? Um, oh. Oh, hang on. How much? You can, you can shield adaptation a weapon zero now. Well, buy 10 of these packs. <laughs> Why? You only need one. Uh, no, because, uh, well, you can run generic weapons heroes with shield adaptation and cloak, or with just cloaking. Yeah. I, I think that says that's, it all. No, that's probably not worth it. I You're think right. that says it all. But yeah, that weapon zero plus shield adaptation is... Are there any well, other... That's an interesting thing, actually, because... It's a scalable ability. So if you're getting full conversions out of your defense dice, the minus two doesn't almost matter in a way. And that's actually interesting, yeah, because you're rolling less of a die because they're not getting as many hits. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's not... So this is why you go back to cloaking. Is there anything else without shields that... The NX... So no. no, but you could get you could get you could get system upgrade on that. Yeah. So you, no, you could cloak those uh, Romulan ships the proper way. But Actually, they, they don't have cloak on their bar. That's where you take a cloaking device. For <laughs> yeah. So this has all kinds of use. You want to cloak a ship? Uh, shield is shield shield or systems upgrade is Federation only, right? 
Yes. Yeah, so uh, so the Avenger could take this card, I suppose. Don't play this card. All right. Sure so, in light ship. So we're we're at a little bit past the hour and a half mark. So I think it makes sense to split this into two. We'll cover the board pack next time. On the whole, I kind of want to say this like this pack is sort of like a like a B, maybe like a B plus, like. Go press Latinum. Cool. I mean, what do, what do you guys think? I think that I, I really think Damon Goss is going to be a very competitive card, uh, and I think Gold Press Latinum helps increase that. And so there are good cards in here. I just don't think we have seen them incredibly fleshed out, and maybe we get more of that when we get the independent pack because this feels like it's just an extension of the independent pack that we haven't seen yet. Well, first of all, we always plan to do the board back as a second episode. Uh, but for this pack, um, rules of acquisition, I think, is the engine, as I said, of the Frangi. So that's worth the price of admission right there. I agree with Robert. Damon Goss is interesting. Lauren is potentially interesting. I think Missile Launchers is going to be kind of a, a, a common card. And there's a good chance you don't have it. So that also adds some value. And, man, Goss's Marauder, I don't think it is there, like we said, but it's close. So maybe, maybe there's something. So, I, I, you know, it's, it's not the same seismic shift as the faction packs and the st new starter, obviously. There's, you know, less than a third of the cards um, and a quarter of the ships. But uh, it's, it's, it's worth getting. Joseph, how would you rank this against the other card packs we've seen so far? The other four? Well, it's way better by virtue of um, the Frangi, the Latinum tokens. Okay. Uh, that, that, is, that is more of an impact than anything in the other packs except for Shield Adaptation. And as you know, I think Shield Adaptation is a bad impact. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the... I, I, I guess I find Frankie more interesting too, so that's uh, that's an added bonus. So yeah, I, 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 I certainly on par with the best the best of those card packs. Uh, Robert, um, I have to agree with Joseph. I you know when we talked about it a little bit offline, I was very meh about it, but I really think the gold press latinum is what sells it. And Joseph's right; that is. I mean, by definition, it's game-changing. So I think it does, in some ways, become the best overall card pack, with a small caveat that Shield Adaptations is pretty powerful. But that's one card in a pack. Well, you know what they say. Star Trek Attack Wing decays, but Latinum lash forever. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that's pretty much it for today in that case. Uh, if you liked the episode, go ahead, shoot us a message, like us on Facebook, follow us on the iTunes store or on player.fm. Uh, any final thoughts, Joseph, Robert? Uh, I want to see Damon Goss on a cloaked uh, Weapon Zero. <laughs> uh, to turn away from the Frangie and touch back on the uh, to the OP play that we mentioned um, at the beginning, uh, I really think that 
Um, if you're serious about testing your meta and developing it and developing what your ultimate fleet is, you want to start running shield adaptation on a Sutherland with with extra tricks, probably with Colo as the captain uh, to start, because that's going to completely um, alter or, or, or move your meta around it, and that's going to lead you to uh, the fleets you're actually going to start to play really competitively. So next OP, get that get that ship on the board. Yeah. Okay, the, Joseph, that was completely unfair to open up that entire conversation as your last comment. That's Final thoughts. End of the episode. <laughs> Nothing Take more it. can be said on it. That's the definitive <laughs> word on the matter. Take us, don't run into it. Take us away. Uh, take us away, Tucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we'll be back soon to give you the Borg faction pack. But for now, dials down and make you be generous with your dice. State of the Federation is a non-profit, fan-based production of Tucker Kobe, Joseph Van Yacht, and Robert Fletcher. Editing by Tucker Kobe, State of the Federation original concept by Will Sanchez. Star Trek, Star Trek Attack League, the flight path system, and all other properties mentioned are owned by their respective rights holders.